Alright folks, welcome in to Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by our good friends over at Superbook Sports. I'm your host Ryan Blackburn at NBA Blackburn on Twitter, part of the Mile High Sports Podcast Network, and I apologize for that. Uh, I am here today uh, very excited to be chatting about these Denver Nuggets. We are going to have a great time tonight because the Denver Nuggets play tomorrow. It's going to be a fun, fun day, and I am hopeful that Nuggets fans can take some enjoyment in it. And it's not going to be the NBA Finals, but not a lot is. And you you know there's going to be a long journey in order to get there. I think a lot of Nuggets fans are just going to be excited to be back. And that should be fun. It should be a great thing to look forward to. And I know that I am looking forward to it for sure. So we'll go over some of the details. We'll go over what we're looking for. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it to practice today. I had some other obligations that I had to take care of, stuff that, once again, you'll learn a little bit more about in the coming days, uh, but should be very good for that. Um, like I said, Denver Nuggets are going to play against the Phoenix Suns on October 10th at 8 p.m. That is tomorrow, basically 24 hours from now if you're watching this live, and This has been a long time coming. Both teams are, uh, I think, excited for this matchup. It is a preseason game, but you're never going to uh, forego an opportunity to go against a rival. And and I think that I think that Phoenix is a rival. I don't think that they're at the level of the Lakers, but I think that they are a rival. And a lot of people, uh, both fans and players, I I think, took some pleasure uh, on the Nuggets uh, beating them in the second round this last year. So. It should be interesting to see. By the way, if you're if you're watching this and you're wondering, does, does something look different? Yes, I, I have new uh, headphones. That is that is what's different. Um, but I, I don't know why I felt the need to say that now, two minutes into the show. Um, Michael Porter Jr. is unlikely to play. He is probably not going to suit up for tomorrow's game. I would expect him to be back in relative short order. Uh, the Nuggets are a team that isn't just going to sit him out for the entire time. They're going to try to gain some chemistry. That's something that they they would like to do. It's something that like you, you want reps in the preseason if you can get them. And even if Michael Porter Jr. is unlikely to play tomorrow, I would still expect him to be. Uh, I would still expect him to be around in in some of these other preseason games whether it's this coming Thursday when Denver, I think, goes to Chicago, or if it's another day. And there will be plenty of opportunities for for them to explore that, but should be fascinating to see. I would expect Justin Holiday to start in his place. I would not expect Christian Brown. I would not expect Peyton Watson. Now, there's also some layers to whether Christian Brown actually plays or not, because apparently he is dealing with something as well. Uh, But I would expect... Justin Holiday to play, and here's why. Michael Malone has been pretty consistent when it comes to trying to, especially in the preseason, trying to get guys accustomed to the roles that they're actually going to play. With Justin Holiday, he doesn't really have to worry about that. Justin Holiday's played every role in the book, and it seems likely that he he will be ready to go, and there, there should be no issue at that point. I think that just uh that Justin Holiday is better suited for the starters, then Christian Brown is at least off the bat because I think Christian Brown 
even if like he, he told like Michael Malone told me about Christian Brown, he's and told us in the, the media scrum on Sunday that he will be the first guy off the bench in Denver's upcoming games and like for this season. And I think that Michael Malone's going to want to keep it that way. He's going to try to get Christian Brown, a second year player accustomed to that role and hope that he can get him into a place where he is as comfortable as possible. Uh, that is the goal of any coach. And if you are, familiar with the NBA concept, if you're familiar with the NBA game, it is extremely important for players to have routine in an 82-game season. Now, you don't always play 82 games, and it's very rare that people actually do, but for the most part, NBA players, professionals, they like their routine. They like to know when they're playing, how much they're playing, when they're being subbed, what they can do when they're on the bench, NBA players are creatures of habit, for sure, and that's just something that has always stuck with me when I when I heard that the first time, and you, you start to notice it when guys are warming up on the bike on the sidelines, or they're rolling out at the same time every quarter, or they are uh, getting loose in, a, in one way or another, or they're, they're talking to various people. It is very clear that guys are creatures of habit, and I think that Christian Brown, in order to build the best habits possible— I think it's best to recreate what his role is going to be. Now, he's also going to need to have uh, all of this time with the starters. Like, he's going to play a lot of minutes with the starters anyway. And I think there's a reason to believe that he could start. But I just, I predict that Justin Holiday will, especially because uh, there's at least a question that Jamal Murray and Christian Brown might play. Both dealing with minor things. Uh, Harrison Wind reported when he was at the at Ball Arena today that uh, Jamal Murray. I saw the the wrap around his thigh when he when he was uh, there on Sunday. Uh, that's something that he's dealing with, and and obviously Harrison reported a calf injury earlier today. So I think uh, that's for Christian Brown. Minor stuff, nothing major. The most important thing that you can do when it comes to a preseason environment is to stay healthy. And that will continue to bear out over the course of many, many years just beyond this one when Denver has championship expectations. But I think that Jamal Murray, Christian Brown, I still think that they would be likely to play, likely to suit up, uh, especially if it is these minor nicks and bruises. But I think that their minutes will probably be restricted, probably won't play in the second half, any of them. Maybe Christian Brown will, but it just would not shock me in the slightest if they did play, but it was a, a very small amount of time. So we will see what happens. Uh, like I said, starters probably playing two stints in the first half. And because of that, I am I am certainly going to be looking at hey, how, how they do during those minutes, what it's going to look like during those minutes, and if Nuggets fans can uh, can get excited for the starting unit, but that I ranked on this podcast as the second best in the NBA. Um, obviously, check out the rest of that podcast because, and also an article that I, I wrote kind of accompanying that uh, about the starting lineups in the NBA and which which lineups are the best of the best. I think that Denver's are still very good, and that like that probably should have ranked them number one. But I, I see what the Boston Celtics did, and I at least uh, open to the possibility that the Nuggets aren't the top starting lineup. Uh, but I think they'll play two stints. They will go against the, the Phoenix Suns and whoever the Phoenix Suns put out there. I assume that they will play their starters. Uh, I don't have any reason why they wouldn't. 
But, I mean, they did play their starters against the Detroit Pistons. I can't remember if that was on Saturday or Sunday. I think it was on Sunday. Uh, but don't quote me on that. It might have been might have been Saturday. So if those guys are available, they'll probably play at least a little bit. Okay. Let's go over one more thing before we hit a break. What does the five-man bench unit look like? This is probably the biggest question that everybody's wanting to to figure out. There aren't any questions about the starters. The only questions are which guys are going to play, how many minutes are all the minutes going to be overlapped, and how many points are the starters going to win by? That's really the questions. The five-man bench unit that they'll play in the preseason is going to be fascinating. It's going to be fascinating to see what the, the debate is between those positions, and I am curious as to how the Nuggets decide to approach that. Are they going to go with a more veteran group, at least at the beginning? Or is it going to be an immediate kind of window into what Michael Malone is thinking? I remember in the first game last year, it was clear that Davon Reed was ahead of Christian Brown in the pecking order because he got the initial uh, jump there. And that's not a really surprise. That's not a surprise to me. Michael Malone is like, as long as like, I know as a lot of people, they think that he likes to keep stuff close to the vest. Not really. Like he, he, especially in this last year, he kind of put his cards on the table for the most part and said, hey, beat our best stuff. And it was clear that no other team could do that. I think he'll probably do a lot of the same thing this year. And I think that it might start as soon as tomorrow when a second unit of, and I'm predicting this right now, Reggie Jackson, Christian Brown, Peyton Watson, Hunter Tyson, Zeke Naji. That's my predicted group. Hunter Tyson shooting the cover off the ball. I think that if Michael Porter were to be healthy, then you're probably playing Justin Holiday at that three or four position in place of Hunter Tyson. But while Justin Holiday is in that starting group with uh, with Michael Porter, this is my guess of, of what Denver is going to do. I think Reggie will be the primary ball handler. I think that Christian Brown will be the secondary guy. And Peyton Watson, they're going to focus him more on cutting and spacing and uh, maybe even some secondary creation at some points. But for the most part, it's going to be about defense and cutting and defense and spacing. And if he can get on transition and handle, that'll be awesome. But I just have to imagine that the group that Denver's going to put out there, mostly going to be focused on Reggie Jackson and Christian Brown pick and rolls. And that's fine. Like that, that should be good enough, especially in the preseason. Don't have to worry about that. I'd like to see what happens there. But the debates between this unit and Denver's third unit are very fascinating. Uh, third unit for, for this particular game, I'd, I'd expect uh, Jalen Pickett, Andrew Funk, Julian Strother, Braxton Key, and DeAndre Jordan. That would be the group that I, I expect there. But who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe Julian Strother plays in place of Hunter Tyson. Maybe they go with the three wings, but they go with Julian Strother instead and decide that's that's the way that they'd prefer to go. Braxton Key, impressive. I uh, heard from the DNVR guys that he was pretty impressive out in Summer League. Uh, or not Summer League, uh, in training camp in San Diego. Maybe he's a guy that provides a little bit more size, a little bit more traditional rebounding and size and defense with a second unit. And maybe that's what Denver ultimately needs. Uh, and then you could do Zeke Naji versus DeAndre Jordan. That is still a, a major debate as well. And I think that uh, at practice today, uh, again, I wasn't there. I don't want to take credit for anybody else's stuff. But 
uh, Harrison and then Adam were there, I know, and, and a lot of guys were there and basically saying that DeAndre Jordan and uh, Zeke Nashi, either of them will be fine. Either of them are going to be options. So I'm curious to see what happens between those two. I, I It's not the most, it's not the strongest endorsement of Zeke Nashi that I've ever heard. And maybe that is by design. Maybe he's they're waiting to see what he does in the preseason to see if he kind of takes hold of that role. But I got to be honest, like if this is not the second unit, Reggie, Christian, Peyton, Hunter, Tyson, Zeke Nagy, I will be surprised. I think they're going to try to get Zeke Nagy to take those uh, minutes by the reins because he has more utility in a playoff setting because of his ability to switch, because of his ability to guard in space. And while a guy like DeAndre Jordan can be out there on occasion, we saw last year what it looks like when he's out there for an extended period of time. Teams begin to figure him out. Teams begin to space him out. And the actual rebounding and rim running and and rim protection, it is not as important when teams have time to kind of understand what's going on. Uh, That didn't happen in the finals last year. It didn't really happen in the playoffs last year because he was used in such brief spurts that it didn't really matter. I think Zeke Nagy is a better approximation of what Denver got from Jeff Green. And that should be what Denver's looking for. They, they need a guy who's going to bind a lineup together and not be taken advantage of it at various points. So if that's Zeke, then great. If it's not, then Denver's going to have to go back to the drawing board and figure it out because I, I don't think it's going to be DeAndre. Uh, but hey, who knows? DeAndre proved us wrong in, at various points this last year, including in the playoffs. So you just never know. All right, tell you what, let's take a break here. When we come back, we are going to chat about what the Suns are going to do that kind of helps the Nuggets prepare for this game. I've got some takes on that that I want to get off my chest. But first, everybody, why would you bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, just try your local book with Superbook Sports this fall. Superbook Sports, they are the book next door and they are doing some great deals for you. Uh, they are the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code MILEHIGH. So bet with the best and use promo code MILEHIGH this football season with Superbook Sports. This is Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLE. We'll be right back on Pickaxe and Roll. so much for tuning in everybody let's chat about uh, more about this game what do the suns do that will help the nuggets specifically because my impression of, of how preseason should be utilized is you're not really going to do a full-on game plan but you're going to try to evaluate okay what is the team good at uh, you go through the, a little bit of a demo and how do you match up with them and, and what do they do that's going to help you prepare for the upcoming year. Well, the Suns obviously very different. Uh, if you saw in the thumbnail, Bradley Beal's there. Dev, uh, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant are obviously still there, but Bradley Beal's there, Yusuf Nurkic is there, and a collection of reserves that weren't there previously are now there, including guys like Eric Gordon, Yuta Watanabe, Bull Bull, 
Uh, they've, they've got a, a wide collection of players, and I think there's there's going to be some interesting pieces that, that go in and out of there. Um, but what do they do specifically on, on the offensive end that Denver can prepare for defensively? I'm not as sure about the, the defensive end. We're, we're going to see, like, they'll play a vanilla scheme, if anything. Uh, but on the offensive end, the Suns are going to pick and roll. They're going to ISO, and they are going to try out Bradley Beal as their point guard. Uh, they scored 46 points in the first quarter against the Detroit Pistons uh, just a few days ago. And anytime you put up 46 points in a quarter, even if it is against Detroit, it's a pretty big deal. Like, that's a that's a strong offense. And for that reason, I rank the Suns as, I think, the, the seventh best starting lineup in the NBA. And... Like they have holes, it's pretty clear, and the, the defense is going to be a part of that. But anytime you get to face a trio like Booker, Durant, and Beal, it is going to prepare you in a lot of different ways. You're going to have to be connected. You're going to have to be defending strategically and defending well. Uh, I also think that the Suns are going to have a bad taste in their mouth about the Nuggets being the team to eliminate them last year when they had such high expectations. So, going to be interesting to see. I would guess that Booker. Uh, tries to run some pick and rolls right at right at Jokic and try to get to his spots and then maybe set up Nurkic a little bit. Uh, Durant will do Durant things. Beal is the one that I'm very intrigued by, and it's going to force Murray to guard if he does play. Uh, if Murray does play, then he'll probably guard Beal, and then KCP will guard Booker, and Gordon will guard Durant, and Porter will will mix and match with a variety of other guys and. Uh, he's going to have to be able to switch and guard and do a bunch of different things, but he can also roam off of a guy like Josh Okogie if Okogie starts. So should be fascinating, should be interesting. Uh, Jokic, probably going to play drop coverage. That's going to be something that, that happens, and he's going to have to figure out how to contest uh, these mid-range shots as well as protect the rim. Uh, hopefully he doesn't do- drop too far, or else the three-point line will be very, very open. So I would be thinking about it from that strategic standpoint as opposed to like what the the Suns bench is going to look like I would like to see Peyton Watson and Christian Brown get some reps guarding the the top stars on on the Suns and I'm not sure how many reps they're going to get but hypothetically maybe it's actually Peyton Watson who's the guy that should start in place of Michael Porter Jr. if he sits uh actually again I I forgot that when I mentioned Michael Porter just now he'll probably not even play so Justin Holiday, another guy that they could throw at Devin Booker, Kevin or Kevin Durant, or Bradley Beal. That's a that's a good player to have in a lineup that the Nuggets are putting out there. So should be very fascinating. Um, what are the Nuggets looking for though? What are the Nuggets hoping to accomplish in this game? Because, like I said, you should have a goal. It, it should not just be mindless. It should be something intentional that you try to accomplish. So. I'm curious to see how they approach it, but first and foremost, you're going for good health, then you're going for defensive execution, and then you're going for progression. The good health is pretty straightforward, but at this stage, defenses are probably ahead of offenses in camps, and I think if you're the Nuggets, then you've got guys that are mostly returning, especially in that starting group. Christian Brown, Peyton Watson have been around. DeAndre Jordan's been around. Reggie Jackson's been around. Those guys should know what to do on the defensive end by now. So if Denver has these massive breakdowns or that, yeah, if they're just pointing at each other and wondering what the hell, that's not a great indicator. 
And that to me would be an indicator of some malaise. You want to see this team not like try hard in a, in the game, but you you want to see them executing the defensive coverages. And if the Suns shoot over those contests and make those shots, I'm not going to be as worried. Uh, now, if they're three steps late, that's a little different. But if they're half step late, is what it is. And the other thing is the progression. Players that were developing last year, how do they look this year? How does Christian Brown look from year one to year two? How does Peyton Watson look from year one to year two? How does Zeke Naji look from year three to year four? Where, like we talked about, I mean, Peyton Pritchard, by the way, uh, four years, 30 million from to the Boston Celtics, got an extension. I'm not sure if Zeke Naji would be willing to extend for a number that small, but it does show that like, guys in the 2020 draft class like Zeke are getting extensions now. The deadline for that is October 23rd. I think it's the day before the regular season begins. And if the Nuggets are going to extend Zignaji, then they've got between now and then to really figure that out. I don't think that they're going to, and I don't think that Zeke is going to expect it and, or accept the deal, but who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe we could see that happen. Rob says, what's up, Brian? I'm in the Philippines making sure I stay on top of the back-to-back that's coming this year. Keep up the great work, bro. Go Nuggets. Thanks, Rob. I, I appreciate that, man. Um, good. Uh, hello from the Philippines. All right. What's next? Yeah, I think that, I mean, that's the most important aspect, uh, progression. I want to see what Christian Brown and Peyton Watson look like. And actually, we'll just continue there. Players I'm most excited to watch, Nikola Jokic, Christian Brown, Peyton Watson. Like, you want to know whether those guys can handle more. And that's that's probably the biggest question mark for this upcoming season. Christian Brown, the conversation about him, both like internally and behind the scenes and uh, out to the media and things like that, like everybody is saying, we expect big things from Christian Brown. <laughs> like it's actually like not even a question. Uh, when I uh, when I went to practice yesterday, I got a good quote from Michael Malone about what Christian Brown had done so far that was so important in getting him some of that, uh, getting him some extra, uh, a nod to things. Uh, sorry, that's horrible English. But Michael Malone, when I asked about Christian Brown, basically said, quote, watching him all summer long in this gym, the improvements in the jump shot, the improvements in the ball handling, what was really noticeable for me was a confidence and swagger in his game. Uh, Malone basically said that, Christian had earned the role uh, based off of what he had accomplished in the finals this last year and in the playoffs this last year. That's true, and and he does deserve at least the first nod in that, but it would be bad if he had just sat on his laurels and not improved at all and was just hoping to be grandfathered into a spot. That's not Christian Brown, obviously. Christian Brown was obviously going to work, and he, and he clearly has shown up and done some great things. But it's been nice to see it being taught him being talked up a little bit. And if the team believes in him as much as it seems like they do, then maybe he is ready for that Bruce Brown kind of leap. Maybe he is ready for 25 minutes a game or something like that. I think it'll be about 20 to 25 most nights, but if he can handle the upper echelon of that and maybe step in as the starter every now and then, then who knows? Maybe that, uh, maybe that happens. <laughs> Rob says CB is going to make us forget all about BB by Yokemus. I said it. <laughs> I love it, Rob. 
I love it. I mean, hopefully, hopefully it does happen. I mean, it's it's hard to it's hard to forget Bruce Brown. He is the the run that he had with Denver in that playoffs was unbelievable. And if, if Christian can shoot that well, if he can connect the the Nuggets on both ends of the floor like Bruce did, then who knows? Maybe maybe he will. But uh, that's a lot of pressure to put on on Christian Brown. It shouldn't all be on him. But, I mean, maybe it is. Maybe that's just how it's got to be. Uh, but Peyton Watson specifically, the hype is there. Uh, Harrison wrote a good article for DNVR today that, uh, like, some some good exclusive stuff that really impressive quotes about Peyton Watson and what his expectations are and quotes from Peyton Watson about what he can provide. Um, I think that he's going to be fascinating throughout the year to watch. And, there are a lot of parallels to Michael Porter Jr. Just a lot of those where you can see the talent, you can see what, how he's talking about himself, how he perceives himself. And with Denver, the expectations are, hey, maybe maybe he starts as soon as, like with Michael Porter, it was, maybe he starts over Will Barton. Maybe he starts over Torrey Craig. Never ultimately did that until his second season. But uh, once once he finally got minutes in a consistent role, he really never looked back. And uh and I think that that could be the same thing for Peyton Watson. He has the exact skill set that the Nuggets are hoping for a player of his caliber. So if he could provide some extra juice, then that is going to go such a long way, such a long way to providing a, a serious title defense for Denver. Because if they don't get something from him, then you're starting to look every which way for some of those contributions. And I think that the best thing that they can do is get some of that in-house from, from Peyton Watson, but it should be a lot of fun. Finally, though, I mean, we should talk about Nicola. Haven't been able to watch him. Uh, I wasn't out in San Diego. I uh, saw like, apparently he looks great. Apparently he's still the best player in the world. And that's an exciting prospect for sure. But you, you, it's just better to watch Nicola. Like it's, it's better for everybody when, when you get to see him play and you're reminded how special he is and how talented he is. And it makes the entire Nuggets experience better. Everybody knows I'm a Murray guy. Everybody knows that I, I will cape for Murray for forever. Um, Jokic could seriously go down as a top 10 player of all time. And having every opportunity to watch him is, is just so important. He's going into year nine. Nine years, like he's into his ninth year. And when I think about that, you think about basketball mortality and that it's not always going to be like, it's not just going to keep going in perpetuity. He's not LeBron, at least from a longevity standpoint. I don't think he's going to play 21 years at an MVP level, basically. And it's very rare for anybody to go past like 15. So, the Nuggets have these next few years, three, four years maybe, to take as much advantage of the best version of Nikola Jokic as they possibly can. And I don't want to put a ceiling on what he can do because it's clear that he can still get better and there are still things that he can provide and still things that he can go to that uh, the Nuggets are still going to be very happy with. But it is fascinating to think about what Nikola Jokic could continue to get better at because there are things... And as he continues to process the game at such a high level, uh, it's going to propel him 
to even greater heights. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm looking forward to watching the Nuggets once again this year. And I hope everybody else is as excited as I am. Denver's about to play. They're about to play their first game since uh, since Nam. Basically, it's uh, it's been a bit a long time. I am I am looking forward to it. June twelfth is the last time that the Nuggets played. It's the last time, and uh, not really a surprise that they uh, that everybody is very excited to see them go again. Uh, that is going to do it for this episode of Pickaxe and Roll. Brought to you by our good friends at Superbook Sports. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. I appreciate all the love and support on the show, as always. Lots to come over the course of these next few days. Going to react to Tuesday's game on Tuesday night. And then I'm also going to chat with Vinny Benedetto on Wednesday evening about his experiences covering the team. What, What our general impressions of this team have been so far. Should be great. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Appreciate all the love and support on the podcast. As always, hit that like button on the way out. I'll talk to you guys very soon.